I once knew these two guys. Each, in their own way, had had it all. And blew it. Left with broken brains and battered bravery, having to find parts of themselves they had seen in film and cinema. But who were they anymore? If they were going to do this, it needed to be the most thorough search for identity ever undertaken. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast with your hosts, Ben Groves and Rob McFarland. This episode contains spoilers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. And today is Boxing Day. It is Boxing Day. Well, the UK it's Boxing Day. I don't know what it is in America. Do you guys have Boxing uh, Day? They have Paper Bag Day. It's the 26th. Congratulations. (laughs) We hope you all had an amazing Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, we've not had ours yet, have we? Nope. Because we're recorded before Christmas because we're professionals. Yeah, this is called a pre-record. And we're going to do that thing right. they do on Graham Norton by going, it's um, it's uh, it's uh, Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday. Because <laughs> <laughs> this goes out on Sunday. Have you got much on for Christmas? What are you, what are you, uh, what are you I was planning to? on uh, having a meal, opening some presents, sitting around a tree, mm-hmm. uh, watching some Christmas films. You know, how about you? I finish work tomorrow. Fantastic. Until January, and I don't plan on putting trousers on for the entire time. I don't want to leave my house. I don't want to venture nice. outside. I want to sit in shorts. Mm-hmm. I want to stare at a monitor Yep. for 12 to 15 hours a day playing video games, watching movies. Just watch a whole load of yaoi. Yeah. It sounds like an unusual Christmas for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, man. That's my plan. I'm going Very full nice. hermit this year. Very nice. What's our, what's, our, what's our film this week? Are you ready for this? I mean, I don't know. Am I ready for this? It's the it's the best Christmas film that is. It, it is, yeah, yeah. The best Christmas. It's, well, it's not the best Christmas film, but it is a Christmas, Christmas film. It's the best Christmas film. It is Christmas. the best one. It's we'll get into this. Die Hard, nineteen eighty eight. Fucking amazing. Best template, Christmas film that exists. Template that defined a generation of action films, and to this day still defines what it is we watch when we watch Dwayne the Rock Johnson be a barely lovable idiot. I mean, you say this. But yeah, you you are yeah, exactly yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Also, exactly... Bruce Willis with hair. Bruce Willis with hair. There's a Bruce there's Willis a, with hair. There's an early band that didn't make it into the charts much often. Oh, Bruce Willis made it into the charts with his album "The Return of Bruno," uh, which I have on vinyl. Yeah, yeah, I have. That oh on vinyl. my god, it's battered, but I have it. It's awful, but I have it. Yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah. the fuck is wrong with you? It's awful. His music career is incredible. Are you joking? I mean, it's it's it, okay. It's pastiche, but I've been. Yeah. <laughs> It's fucking amazing. It, okay, yeah. If, for right. you, with your music taste. Can we just drop in, like, with my music taste, cheeky bastard? Right, okay. My music taste for, is impeccable. Yeah, impeccable Can we just drop in, like, a little children. snippet of Coming Right Up? Yeah, okay. For the audience, here is here is Coming Right Up by Bruce Willis. Enjoy. Yeah. 
So what do you think of... Uh... It was like, um, you know when you get a salad... Uh, no, when you get a sandwich from Tesco and it's got tomato in the sandwich and there's that mm, wet no. bread corner where the tomatoes made the bread wet. No, you use cheese. You use, like, the cheese barrier between bread and tomato. Who just lets the tomato get the bread wet? Yep. You're fucking animal. Bruce Willis, when he sings, that's he, he's wet bread. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, anyway, it is. what did you think of Die Hard? <laughs> I mean, come on, it's Die Hard, man. It's a fantastically put together film. This is a film, I have to admit, and this is, you know, mm-hmm. Confession Corner. This is a film I did not watch uh, very much as a kid. Okay. Watched it, I think, first time uh, when I was in uni. I was like, this is a fucking good film. And then never watched it again until you said, we're going to cover it. Okay. And I was like, okay, it's Die Hard. It's going to be like an 80s action film. It's going to be well put together. I was so... Aroused. Like, taken aback, re-watching it, realising how well put together a film this is. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly well put together. And it's also... It challenges a lot of what I was expecting it to be, which was a sort of toxically masculine, uh, paint by numbers, uh, yeah, explosions fest. It's actually it actually leans very heavily. Anyway, we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. It's directed by John McTiernan, so I, you know, what I mean, he's done like Predator. Last yeah, Action I was expecting Hero. it to be like the first half an hour of Predator. Yeah, it's all biceps and yeah, handshakes yeah, exactly. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh-ah! With cigars, right? And it turned out to be so much more than that. Yeah, it turned out to be a guy that fucking... Oh, by the way, we we you, some of you may may have tuned in expecting this to be a, a sort of tired rehash of the is this a Christmas film debate? No, there's that's not a debate. It's is no debate. In fact, I'm, I'll I'll just skip ahead to my synopsis because we're not going to do the the back of the long synopsis. It's Die Hard. Like who doesn't know? Yeah, it's Die Hard. Everyone's in it. But I, I I mentioned the Christmas film debate in my synopsis. So Die Hard. Mm-hmm. A shockingly brazen attack on centralized computing systems controlling building access. Mm -hmm. This film tackles topics including toxic masculinity, preconceptions Mm -hmm. of Christmas, the patriarchal views of America's police force, and its readiness to blame everything on terrorism. (laughs) Anyone who claims this isn't a Christmas film can fight me. I will fuck their mother and give her a child she might be able to love. Wow. I mean, the confidence in your own seed is impressive, (laughs) but the fucking... Jesus, I mean, you're at like an eleven right now. I need you to bring it down to like a seven, like a seven or an eight. It's I'm sorry, Christmas. It, it, Come on, no, man. No, 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 no. It is you Christmas. Just, can you imagine if someone turns around and goes, "I don't think that's a Christmas film," and you just threaten to fuck their parent on Christmas? Not even. Okay, maybe not their mother. Maybe, maybe I meet their dad. See, it's 2021, man. I didn't want to assume. Yeah, yeah. We start Could to go out. Either. We start to go out for beers more often. Doesn't make it better. You know, we maybe split a hotel room. Just putting that one out there. Maybe, maybe <laughs> he starts to get a bit confused. There's some feelings. There's some touching. He doesn't know what's going on. Maybe, maybe their dad will leave their mum and move into a little cottage in the south of Italy with me. <laughs> End of episode. I'll seduce your dad. <laughs> I need to bring you back, man. We need to. We need to come back from. No, the, no, 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 no. Wanted the, to the, fuck the, parents. The, the, no, no. The reason I will go that far is because. Okay. This film is is the whole point of the film is that it's a Christmas film. Yeah, the whole character arc that everyone takes is a Christmas film. Not to mention, Christmas is mentioned and and instrumental to the plot thousands of times in this film. Yes, it's recontextualized, but essentially it is the story of families coming together at a special time and getting over their bullshit. And who cares if you moved in with my mate in the south of Italy? Come back now. Yeah. Who cares if you've got an illegitimate love child with my mate? Come back now. It's Christmas. We're going to come together. I think it's pretty hug. presumptuous that you're calling you 
you're calling yourself the person whose parents you've just fucked their mate. I think that's pretty presumptuous. I mean, we, it would probably get in the way of a friendship, to be fair. It, it might hinder. Yeah. Minutely. Yeah, you've done worse. Uh, what's your what's your synopsis? <laughs> I mean, my synopsis is worse. Like my synopsis is one sentence again. Oh, okay. This, yeah, no, yeah. it's my favorite Christmas film because I favorite can Christmas relate. Film? Yeah, I can relate to fucking John McClane more than any the most characters in movies these days. I'll explain it. I'll explain. Okay, it. We'll yeah, get into yeah. it. You ready? So yeah, here's yeah. my synopsis. Sure. Grumpy man who is trying to get laid begrudgingly flies across the United States to attend a party he doesn't want to be at full of German thieves <laughs> pretending to be German terrorists. <laughs> I can relate to that. Of course, every party you go to, every party you go to is filled with German thieves. Yes, pretending yeah. to be terrorists. Just be, pick a lane and own it. Stop pretending. We're adults, okay? Uh, every party I go to, I don't want to be at. Yep. Um, I'm always grumpy. Yep. And speak to speak to Laura. I'm just grumpy. I think that sums up my 30s. I'm just, or at least the latter half of this year, I'm just grumpy and trying to get laid. You know, you run a podcast. It's very difficult to remain upbeat. This is, believe it or not, this is like the highlight of my week. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's an indictment in itself, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess. But fucking John McClane, right? I relate to him because he just doesn't fucking want to be that. He's, he's no. a hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not a hero. He, no, he is a hero, but he doesn't. He doesn't choose to be the hero. Yeah, he's, like, he's not. An, he's not an eager hero. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Everything is another imposition. <laughs> yeah. He just. He hates being there. He hates saving the day. But he does it anyway, and I fucking adore him for it because everyone does that every single day of their lives. He's the best eighties hero by a long shot. Look at Predator. No one's got a biceps. Yeah, those yeah, guys' yeah. biceps are like my torso. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, my entire body is like their bicep. No one is built like that. Last Action Hero. It's Arnie. My fucking... Okay, Last Action Hero is an underrated film that we have to cover at some point. We 100% will because I love it. It is Um, incredible. But you look... It's mental, man. This guy's just... There was that thing in the 80s where it was like Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger and that sort of perpetual ramping up of the male physique that we now see with, like, Henry Cavill and Chris Evans and all this sort of stuff. Chris Evans, who plays Captain America, not Chris Evans, who was on Top Gear once. Um, his, <laughs> his his run as Captain America was far less successful. Yeah. Uh, even than his run as a Top Gear host. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, the, the, I think that's the thing that, um, that I enjoy about this and surprised me about this film is, is the circumstances are uh, extraordinary. But the reactions mm-hmm. are incredibly human, even to the point where there's a wonderful bit early in this film where I think it's the only non-gratuitous use of breasts in an 80s action film I've ever seen, whereby uh, the terrorists burst, or the, the terrorists who are actually thieves, burst into the party, mm-hmm. and there is a sort of shot of breasts that are immediately seen, from, from my point of view, I'm like, well, that's gratuitous, why are her tits out? Mm-hmm. And the reason is, is because it distracts the thieves for long enough because they're being pervy bastards and having a laugh at it that John McClane can actually escape round the corner and into a corridor and not be detected. Exactly. And it's those little human moments where you're like, okay, well, that's because of this. Oh, no, wait, it's not. When it all kicks off, do you know what John McClane, the action hero, does? He runs off to another room, has a bit of a cry and goes, I have to think, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What the fuck is going yeah. on? Dude, he shits himself. Absolutely bricks it. Because you would. Yeah. When he then kills one of the thieves and they go, oh, what should we do? The main antagonist, played excellently by Alan Rickman, says, well, we're going to have to tell his brother Carl. And Carl 
understandably, finding out that his brother's been killed, flips the fuck out. Because it's a it's a human people having human reactions. That character arc of, of fucking Carl losing his shit over family is genuinely yeah. heartbreaking. I know yeah. that they're dicks and they're trying to fucking like well, they're, they're, thieves, they're the but bad they're not, guys. Yeah. But you still you still fucking feel for him, mm. you know what I mean? Hundred percent. It was the most human action film I'd I'd seen from this era. For a very you know, long time, I I know why it's the most human right movie. It's uh, Stephen E. De Souza was right. a, a writer on this project. I don't know if you know him by name. Um, his catalog of movies is just fucking okay. Full hit me. of hit me because I don't know him by name. Okay, uh, the Flintstones. It's a su- It's a great movie. It's full of human emotion. It's uh, <laughs> Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble. Their bromance is is fantastic. Right. Uh, Street Fighter. Uh, that's a great one. Okay, uh, you've got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, continue because right? you, you, you're okay. Not, sorry, uh, yeah. Tomb Raider: Cradle of Life. Oh, okay. The sequel so is, to the awful Tomb Raider, <laughs> uh, with and they somehow made it worse. Okay, yeah. So he's a real heavy hitter when it. He's like you know. Ah, uh, yeah. He's up there with yeah. Tarantino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How the fuck is he written this movie? I have well, no. Here's clue. the interesting thing. So I I found out that it was obviously it's based on a book. Yeah, but, yeah. nothing lasts forever by Roderick Thorpe, which was originally going to star. Um, I, I read this and I was Harrison like, Ford. Harrison? No, 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 no. Before that, Luke Hamill, Mark Hamill, no, Luke Skywalker. No, 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 no. no. It was Hans someone Gruber. ridiculous. <laughs> Hans Gruber. I've got facts about Hans Gruber. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it was originally going to be Frank Sinatra in the starring role. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Are you actually? Are you joking? Yep. You are joking. Nope. Frank Sinatra was supposed to be John McClane. Yep. And then I'm guessing Jeb Stewart stepped in and was just sort of like Jeb Stewart is another writer. He rewrote The Fugitive and Lock Up. I reckon he stepped in and went. We don't need a fucking Flintstones or a Street Fighter right now. Well, I th- let's stop making everything super. I think Frank Sinatra would have would have killed it in this role myself. I, I'm not going to lie; I've not seen Frank Sinatra act. Yes, you have in Guys and Dolls, or no? What's your name? I haven't seen it. Well, fortunately for me, I have because it was on TV earlier today, and it was the first time oh, I'd okay. seen him act. And I went, "This is fucking awful." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I've not seen him in anything. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, have I got this wrong? Ten actors who were considered to play John McClane. I'm. I read this earlier. Frank Sinatra, yes. Because it was based on the novel Nothing Lasts Forever, which was a sequel to The Detective, which Sinatra had starred in. I knew... I, so, so uh, your doubt, you're like, definitely not Frank Sinatra. I was like, mm-hmm. shit, maybe it wasn't Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I might have just he propagated the... misinformation. <laughs> he was in the original Ocean's Eleven. He was Danny Ocean. Yeah, I remember exactly. That, I mean, not downloading it, but accidentally downloading it once. Thinking well, it was the other one. Okay, you went to the DVD shop and you accidentally yeah. acquired a legal copy of Ocean's yeah, yeah. Eleven. Yeah, the and shop was called Pirate Shop. Pirate Shop, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's just for DVDs. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, it's just a um, shop that sold torrents. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they didn't you give catch them a tenner. They, sort of they don't 90s. give you change. They just give you computer viruses. <laughs> it's great. And a mislabeled copy of Silver Side Up by Nickelback. That's all it is. Just everyone in my email contacts gets a fucking like Russian porn link. You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember those days, mate. My emails were chocker. Those DVD shops are fucking awful. But anyway, yeah. I downloaded that Ocean's Eleven by accident, watched about five minutes and was like, I don't think that this is the latest one. I was thinking about Ocean's Eleven the other day and I was thinking if I recast it, I would get George Clooney to play every role and just cast them as George Clooney and have loads of 
George Clooney clones called George Clonies running around doing the entire hate, script of Ocean's I hate Eleven. this conversation. I hate where we're at right now. This <laughs> 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 is your pitching like fucking Ocean's Eleven, like it's a fucking Eddie Murphy movie. Like, yeah, let's just get George Clooney to play everything. Jesus. Should we talk about anyway? Die Hard? Yeah, Die Hard. William Atherton is a dick in this. And it made right. me feel great because he's a dick in Ghostbusters. And I was like, maybe I was just harsh judging him and maybe it's like carried over so, bad emotions. So emotion. you, you, you drop you drop William Atherton like it's like it's like you know, like it's like DJ a ginger Khaled, like everyone knows who he is. Oh. But he's William Peck from Ghostbusters. Everyone should know who he is. Everyone's seen Ghostbusters and everyone's seen Die Hard. Come on. Yeah, but not everyone knows actors by name. I didn't. Oh, he's in Die Hard yeah, too as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's William Atherton. He's a, just a dick in every movie that he plays. <laughs> he's like a cold sore. So what, what role is he in this film? Let's One second. He's the journalist. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. one who ruins everything by going and finding his kids and then putting them on the news so that they all find out that everyone's related and almost get fucking Holly murdered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, guy. Because yeah, yeah. yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. dick. And then in Ghostbusters 1, he's the one that shuts down... He's from the fucking EPA. He shuts down the containment system, uh, setting okay, up, loose yeah, all yeah. the ghosts that summons fucking Zool. Do you do you do you think an actor ever takes offence when they're like they've got their fifth role in a row where they're just playing an absolute fucking end piece? Yo, <laughs> is there something about my like? Why am I getting these roles? And then the casting agent's like, no, re- no reason, no, uh, no reason, no, no reason. reason. You definitely weren't a dick at that Christmas party <laughs> that one year. Don't worry about it. You're fine. I've, I've always wondered that was like uh, you, know, you know the film Seven with um, yeah Bruce Willis. No, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> the film Seven with uh, Morgan Freeman and uh, Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. There we go. This is a bruh. It was a bruh. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what fucking movie are we talking about? <laughs> but at the beginning of that one. <laughs> they find the first murder and there's there's an overweight gentleman face down in his food dead hmm. and then what proceeds is like a, a three and a half minute scene of brad pitt with just zero fucking chill being like look at this disgusting fat piece of waste of flesh shit and he just like can you imagine being the actor just on the table <laughs> with your face in the pie? What fucking this incredible Hollywood actor just like, look at this fucking human tumor. Uh, oh my god. I can't imagine just being sat there and your casting agent, you know, just being like, yeah, there's a role come up. Uh, I thought of you. <laughs> it's it's opposite Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's gonna, it's, a, it's gonna be a big break for you. No one will see your face, and it's you basically just getting rinsed <laughs> for three and a half minutes. I think you're not too far off with the William Atherton thing. I think whoever who like the casting guys were just sort of like they phoned the agency and were like, "Hey, we, hey, how's it going?" They're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Kids are annoying. That yeah, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, listen, we need a dick, William Atherton. No, 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 no. We just it, what, wait, what? William Atherton. Yeah, 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 but the role is... Yeah, William Atherton, it's fine. No, 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 but the role is like a journalist. Yeah, I couldn't give a shit. It's William Atherton. We're sending him over. He's your man. Oh, no, 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 no. He has to be a specific dick. Yeah, William Atherton. See yeah, a bit. Yeah. What do I know him from? Ghostbusters. He's the EPA. I just, fucking peck. Send him. Send him over. And that's on his business card. William Atherton, specific dick. Yeah. Dick specific. There you go. <laughs> It, that's, that's, no, that, dick specific is like a is like a 50s noir detective with autism <laughs> 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 
Can we can we take a moment to? Uh, there was a couple things that that stood out for me in this movie. Was it William Atherton being a dick? <laughs> Weirdly, no. There were other things. Okay, sorry. That that struck me first. Namely, okay. this is Alan Rickman's first ever film role. This is his debut performance in a movie. Do you want to know how long he'd been trying to be in a movie? He'd been in Hollywood for three weeks before this. And they were like, hey, we got a role for you. <laughs> and it was fucking Hans Gruber. Oh, by the way, uh, fact uh, for you Christmas deniers out there who say this isn't a Christmas film. Hans Gruber, the ringleader of the thieves in this film, has a plan that involves going into Nakatomi Plaza and quietly, without bloodshed, silently one might say stealing the money now there's a christmas song called silent night ben mm. do you know who wrote silent night the christmas song i do i do i believe it was franz gruber yeah there you wrote, go. wrote the christmas song silent <laughs> night and then people are like it's not a christmas film alan rickman playing that role is incredible his german accent i tell you what there is a there is a scale there is a spectrum on one end you've got alan rickman's german accent in this film on the other end You've got any German action accent in the film Elves. And I feel like they're diametrically opposed. On the one end, you've got Elves' German accent, which is just the worst it can be. And then Rickman's, which is literally pitch perfect. You've got to understand that Alan Rickman is like classically trained theatre actor and Elves' actors are literal homeless people from the streets, right? <laughs> they are like, they were found in dumpsters. <laughs> I oh. agree, though. I agree that Alan Rickman's accents in this are amazing because he do, he, he doesn't just stick with German. He also does American. He does, yeah. But the American does have a very, very subtle German accent. Is so um, good. It, I, it confused so me because I was like, "This can't be. This can't be." <laughs> I, I, mean, I I get it. Alan Rickman is like fucking mm -hmm. insanely, incredibly talented, mm -hmm. like incredibly talented. But he almost turned this down. Do you think he was typecast in his later career? Yeah, hundred percent. He 100%. played the bad guy because of Hans Gruber, because of how well he did. It. In America, and I mean, feel free to email us every every movie ever uk at gmail dot com if I'm wrong. Yep. But in America, um, what is worse than a British villain and a German villain? A British actor playing a German villain. I mean, it's, it's, it's it the could, perfect storm. There you go. It's the best mix of two. Oh. What the fuck? Apparently, Siri took this as Hey Siri, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Welcome to the Every Mover Over podcast with your hosts, Mate. Rob McFarlane, Ben Groves, my, and Siri. Sorry, my <laughs> iPad was on the far side of the room and it just started yelling at me about a coffee house. I'm yelling about Hans Gruber. <laughs> oh, was what it, was it rem remarking on the coffee in the film, of which there was a surprisingly little amount? No, the coffee house is in the fucking... It's in New York. Why am I... It's not... <laughs> anyway, I was saying something. Oh, yeah, he... he 100% got typecast yeah, yeah. as a villain because of how well he did Hans Gruber. But do we know who the real villain of this entire film is? The glass in John McClane's feet and the no. fact that then I have to look at his grubby feet. No, 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 no. R main reason for that mm -hmm. is the fact that he talks to the guy on the plane in the first shot and the guy is like, if you've been on a long flight, take your oh socks off God, and make fists with your toes. He's responsible for all of it. He's what responsible for all of it. Absolutely all of if it. If he hadn't have done that, McLean would have his shoes on. Yeah. There'd be no bloody foot scene. I wouldn't have to look at his rank The film feet. would have been 20 minutes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that guy's a dick. Yeah, yeah. Also, I have to, I have to point out, if it weren't for uh, the incredible work that Reginald Vell Johnson does as Al, 
the black police officer on the radio do the entire film. Incredible. Incredible. If it weren't for him, I'd have been very seriously questioning the, the, the black roles in this film, seeing as the only other guy, Argyle, literally drives John to the hostage situation, <laughs> sits in a limousine for the entire film, and then drives him home afterwards. <laughs> there's a there's an FBI agent. There's a black FBI agent, Johnson, and a black hijacker. Yeah, very true. Yeah, very true. But the yeah. the the, uh, the guy in the heli- the FBI agent gets in a helicopter. Oh god, yeah, yeah. With the yeah, fucking yeah. like the Vietnam War it's vet like, who's like <laughs> it, this got reminds a backwards me baseball of... cap from yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. This reminds me of landing on blah 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 beach, and the dude's like, "I was in junior high." Yeah, the, the guy that was in junior high. Uh, the, he says like three lines and then blows up in a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Those helicopter scenes were incredible. I know, mate, it, it's fucking... The whole movie is just ridiculous. Like, the, the my favourite thing about this film, by a long shot, is the fucking cinematography. That's insane. It's so beautifully crafted mm-hmm. and unsettling at the same time. There's a slight angle on most of the dramatic shots that yep. is, is... It's not unsettling enough that to you notice it. be a Dutch it. angle, yeah. Exactly, but it's just, it's mm-hmm. just off-centre enough to sort of give you a sense of unease but you can still appreciate everything. You know what I mean? It's not because the cameraman lost a shoe, but it's like just about the same level of yeah, yeah, yeah. off-kilter. Off I mean, who yeah, knows, yeah, he yeah. might have lost a shoe, but he was still doing it intentionally. <laughs> There's some <laughs> fucking wicked shots of, like, McLean. There is an incredible scene early in the film where um, they establish that John is hiding behind a, a stack of um, drywall. Mm. And mm. then the villain turns the light on and sees the stack of drywall mm-hmm. and like walks up to him. And as the audience, that's the only stack of drywall we've seen. We know he's behind there too. Mm-hmm. And so when it turns out that he isn't, he's behind another one, we are as surprised as the villain. And it was it was in that moment, bearing in mind that I've watched three films for this podcast, mm-hmm. Santa with Muscles, Elves, <laughs> and now Die Hard... It was at that point that I realised we were working with an actual film. It is, it is weird. The lighting <laughs> in this really gets me as well. There's a fight scene towards the end where there, there's like a fist fight between Carl's brother. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it's Carl and Carl and John on the mm-hmm. roof. And there's like steam, but the lighting is coming yeah. from like behind air vents for some reason. Yeah. And it's it just it's fucking beautiful with the smoke and stuff. Go back and watch it, but um, put that song on. Do 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 do. Over the top of it, it's really romantic. Please, a a (laughs) bit more of that, please, mate, if you would. Take my breath away. No, it's not take my breath away. What is it? Uh, I mean, you were humming take my breath away, but yeah, I'm not not entirely... uh... It's not Take My Breath Away. What the fuck is it? I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be able to help you. It here. might be Take My Breath Away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're humming Take My Breath Away. Take yeah. My Breath Away. Yeah, yeah, that da, one. That da, one. See? Da, da. Yeah. See? Yeah. You just wanted to do that, you fucking show off. Anyway, right. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and watch that scene with that music over the top. It's fantastic. Okay. I also love that the music incorporates <laughs> Christmas music into it in, like, dramatic scenes. Oh my god, yes. Such as? When they're storming through the hallway and you've got the, um, not here comes Santa Claus. What the fuck is that going on in my brain? I can't remember music. I don't know, you've, you've totally, totally dropped the ball on this one, mate. Mate, my head is literally falling to bits. <laughs> my head is falling to bits. We wish you a Merry Christmas. There's a part of that yep. worked dramatically into 
the like cinematic strings and orchestras oh, as they're like charging through hallways. The soundtrack work in this amazing. is fantastic, mm. and the use of like the use of Beethoven. Oh my god, when they're opening the vault. Oh, uh, the Ode to Joy stuff. Yeah, insane, dude. Ridiculous, insane. Uh, did you know? Here's here's an interesting one. You know the scene we mentioned earlier where McLean and Hans Gruber meet. Yes, ad libbed the whole thing. Not in the script. Wait, wait uh, the scene where they're on the roof. And Rickman's, like, freaking out. Yeah, the scene where he finds Rickman trying to find the detonators and Rickman pretends to be an American. Wait, what? That's all ad-lib? Get yep. fucked. They only, fa- they, only, they only added that when they found out that Rickman could do a convincing American accent. What? Dude, that's insane. That yep. worked perfectly. And they ad-libbed it so that they would, they, it would feel a bit more natural and they were like, oh, well, we can script it. And they're like, no, 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 let's just keep it natural and have it be like what we're... And he's such a good actor that when he offers the cigarette to McLean, he does it in a specifically... German way. The guy is an absolute god. And to remember him as Snake I mean, is an insult. His best role ever is Dogma, right? Oh, 100%. 100%. Has to be. Yeah, yeah. Now, tell you what, never guess a film that we have watched this week that uh, has a link to Dogma. What have we watched this week? Elves? Elves, right? Elves. Same creature designer as Dogma. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not how did you get Gospel hired on that Vincent CV? Was... I thought that would be the end of everyone's career. There's, there's nothing there. Come on. I think I think what you do, I think what you do is you don't include it on your CV, and your second film is your first film. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Unless you're Dan Haggerty, Dan Haggerty, in which case you are Grizzly Adams and the never-ended cigarette. Right. <laughs> so we've established that this is your your favorite ever Christmas. This film, has got right? something for everyone. And I say that in the the most sincerest of ways. Like for me, I love horror. I love gore. This there is kneecaps yep. exploding. There is like gunshots. They of, really explode as well. Dude, like his his kneecaps were pressurized. They were fucking. There's there's a guy that gets shot in the dick four times and dies immediately. <laughs> it's got everything. There's something in there for everyone. There's yep. action for you, for like the action guys. There's incredible redemption story arcs. Emotional as shit. To like yeah. Al, the cop outside. He is literally his his entire role is talking into a radio <laughs> and i have never felt for someone so much as mm-hmm. as that man talking into a radio for the entire fucking movie like yeah. it's mind blowing how how you can get that into like such an emotional fucking to convey such an emotional performance is incredible so yeah. there's, there's, yeah, you've yeah. got all that going on the incredible redemption of the marriage will get any sort of like uh, romantic fans going and it's fucking bruce willis with Why hair i I think I think the, the the redemption of the marriage is is the for me the the bit that clinches this as an undoubtedly Christmas film because it's essentially like you say when we start the film mm. he's an arsehole like I was watching it I was like this guy's a dick yeah he is you know he's he's on the way to the thing and he and you know the the, the limo driver's like oh how come your wife is in L A and you're in New York he's like oh I'm a cop I got shit to finish up and the the, the cab driver's like. Oh, so you thought she wouldn't make it and come running home? And he's like, "Well, you said it." Yeah, and I'm like, "You're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> You're a dick." And then by the end of the film, he's in tears. He's covered in blood, and he's like, "If you see my wife, just tell her that I love her and I underestimated her, and she was right, and she's fantastic, and like I should have listened more, and I should have been more supportive." And I'm like, "Fucking yes, yeah." Like it's a it's a coming together. Of, it's a it's you know, it's a family get together and a family reconciliation exactly during christmas time set to christmas music about good triumphing over evil uh like 
with an action twist. What more do you want? It's fucking fantastic, man. There's no competition to it for being the best uh, Christmas. Maybe Gremlins. Gremlins is great. Uh, I prefer I prefer the sequel. Yeah, we'll get into this next Christmas. We can't do it this year. Yeah, yeah, but, we Because that's a whole yeah, fucking yeah. argument. But Gremlins is fun, but that's a different different type of thing. This is yeah, specifically... It's, it's still not my favourite. Yeah, this is like a unique thing. Well, what the fuck else is going to compete with this? I, jingle all the way. That has muscles. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Santa Buddies, mate. It's part of the Airbud Cinematic Universe. Get fucked. You it's got right. dogs. It's got Christmas. <laughs> it was straight to DVD, which is efficient as fuck. <laughs> It's it's Puppy Paws, who's the loving son of I've Santa Paws. Never, I've never known about the Airbud Cinematic Universe, and the fact that it has a cinematic universe <laughs> is complete news to me. So the last three weeks, I've found out that you know <laughs> more about the Airbud Cinematic Universe than I have heard you talk about any other cinematic universe. <laughs> it, the, the the phrase cinematic universe has only come out of your mouth in in relation to Airbuds. Yeah. And not yeah, yeah, the fucking the not the like not the headphones, not the Airbuds, no? like the the no, dog no. that plays basketball. Well, and that's talks. why Airbuds sell incredibly well because <laughs> no, they named it after the, 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 <laughs> Steve Jobs when he died. He was like, "I need to resurrect this film." Name exactly. my headphones Airbuds, so it, the next generation exactly. will that accidentally was the find to his success. Was at the ABCU was 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 Steve Jobs? You know, pole star. <laughs> 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 We'll get into the ABCU. We'll get into the ABCU. Stop calling it an ABCU. Stop it. I only just clicked on the first couple of times it went over my head. I'm into it now. Stop it. We're not abbreviating it. It's not a thing. Oh, yeah, no, no, we are. We are. We, we, we can you'll, do you'll, one you'll episode. Come to know and love them. We can do one episode on the whole thing. Every single yeah, movie that's should. involved in it. Because I also yeah, yeah. want to do one on Machete, which involves Spy Kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a photo the other day of Tarantino attending the premiere mm-hmm. of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. And it's made me question everything. <laughs> Wait, what? Why? <laughs> uh, because he was wanted notes, I guess. <laughs> like, what? I don't know. <laughs> like, well, it's Rodriguez, isn't it? Shark Boy and Lava Girl. So I imagine Rodriguez was like. Hold on, that's Quentin, fucking gonna... Rodriguez. Yeah. Why? Because he wanted to make one for his kids. It's the same thing that all these guys do. They're like... Which which Tarantino you know, movies for his kids? Has he got kids? Uh, if he doesn't... Glorious Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> the Jew Hunter. He made that for his kids, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, my bad. 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was trying to teach him about World War Two, and he's like, oh, this is a bit heavy, this is a bit dark. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll make it have a happy ending. Stiglitz. Ding. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, what's your favourite Christmas movie, and why isn't it Die Hard? Uh, why isn't it Die Hard? Die Hard's really good, and it was surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the same problem with Die Hard that I have with Metallica and ACDC. And I can already tell this is going to piss me off, but. I'm ready yeah, for yeah. it. It did something completely new, right? Okay. Uh, and defined it really, really well. And it was then ripped off a thousand times. Okay. So by the time I got to I'm it... I'm not mad at that. Yeah, yeah. By the time I got around to it, a lot of what it does is considered quite cliche. In the same way that Terminator 2 is an incredible action film. And it was became the template and was used as such a rigid template for so many action films. 
that it can be difficult to remember that a lot of the things you see in these films are the first time it was done. Right. Or the best it was done had been done to date by a large margin. Yeah. So as much as I can sort of intellectually respect Die Hard and enjoy Die Hard, it's not, you know, it's not old boy. Do you know what I mean? It's not. Yeah, I get I get what you're saying. But it's the, yeah. it's the first, like, it's the end of the 80s action hero. Like, it ended an era. And it rounded it out perfectly. You know what did I mean? Did it though, or did it just start a whole new waft of you know? Nah, it just Dwayne I, the Rock Johnson. It got pissed or his off. Irish cousin Dwayne Shamrock Johnson. If this movie was a human, it would be John McClane. It would be a grumpy dude trying to get laid, begrudgingly <laughs> flying across the country. All right, because he, he's sick of the fucking eighties yeah. action heroes, and he's like, no, 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 we're not doing that anymore. We fucking just go home. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a sort of harkening back to the old. Um, grumpy cowboy John Wayne Roy Rogers thing isn't it which they re- mention in the film yeah um, I actually found the, do you, I, I will play it at the end of the podcast the, the origin of, mm-hmm. of Yippie Kaye which I did not know was actually a Bing Crosby song another Christmas reference <laughs> <laughs> another one and another yeah, exactly. one exactly this is the DJ Khaled of Christmas movies yeah the movie's fantastic, and we are dying on the hill that this is 100 fucking percent a Christmas yep. movie, and you can be one of the people that says it's not a but Christmas movie, half but siblings. it doesn't make you special, it doesn't make you <laughs> unique, it doesn't make you clever, it's not big, no. you're not hard, calm the fuck down and just accept it for a fucking Christmas movie so we can all move on as a human yeah. race and stop debating petty little shit like yes. this. Sound Sounds good? good to me. Golden. Golden. Lovely. Also, Rob will <laughs> actively pursue your parents romantically. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should wrap it up there. Yeah, I think you need to wrap it up by the sounds of it. You were very aggressive. I can't wrap it up and give them siblings, can I? You're contradicting yourself. It's Christmas. Make it a present. <laughs> a, what are you going to rate it? Uh, oh, okay. As a, as a as a film to enjoy, it's a clear nine out of ten. Okay. As uh, what other categories are involved in your rating system? I mean, this one none because it's a good film. There's very little to awesome. say about a good film. You're just like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's the it's fucking. Um, you can watch this year round. But ma- you can watch, watch this Christmas, Christmas film. <laughs> yeah, you can watch this Christmas, Christmas film, film year round. But watch it but year it's round. Definitely, <laughs> but definitely watch it at Christmas. Okay, yeah, and uh, but also year round. Yeah, and. Uh, that I think that that wraps up our Christmas trilogy, right? It's been a been a bumper year. This is Christmas done. Santa with muscles, elves, die hard. What are we looking forward to in the new year? Besides Santa Buddies, the Legend of Santa Paws. We are <laughs> sake, We are going to be finishing up our uh, video game series Hooray! with a concept. Right? <laughs> we just need to get it done, man. We fucking we opened up on the video game movie thing, mm-hmm. doing every video game movie ever, right? Yeah. Fifty some odd episodes was a fucking stupid idea. So we're gonna round out the majority of the season. Need for Creed with... and Assassin's Speed and yep. Warcraft. Assassin's Speed <laughs> is just he just literally bumps a few lines and then passes out behind no, the car. That's me watching Assassin's Creed on fast forward. <laughs> right. Yeah, sorry, that was my bad. That was my bad. I was reading the wrong journal. We're gonna sum we're gonna sum up the majority of the, the shitty video game movies in a segment, a new segment that we'll do called the fastest podcast in the West. Yes. It is thirty seconds. And it <laughs> is it envelops seconds. a review of the whole movie, mm-hmm. a rating, 
our personal opinions and a brief discussion on why it's shit yeah, yeah. or why it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like it's like the stock cube of a podcast episode. It's just boiled down yeah. until it's basically too dry and then you just swallow yeah, it like yeah. a nugget. Fastest podcast in the West. It would be great. Yeah. If you have a spare seven minutes, you can listen to 14 episodes <laughs> of the fastest podcast in the West because that is how fast we're going to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's going to be... But then there's a few There's a few video game movies that I, I do really want to dive into. Resident Evil, that needs, uh, needs a good send-off. Yeah, that does, yeah. Yeah, we've done five movies. We need to round it up. Angry Birds 2, I feel that's a definite... That's a two. That's a two-parter. That's a two-parter. I mean, if anything, if anything we've got to talk about, you know, Cinema Verite... The use of yeah. the use of mise en scène, the use of yellow birds over red exactly. birds, and why it is incorrect. Hundred, you know what I mean? Yeah, its effect on the effect on video game industry as a whole. Because Angry Birds was, you know, I don't know. A lot of people credit stuff like Mortal Kombat is the greatest fighting game ever. No, mm. fuck off, Angry Birds, greatest thing that's ever existed. Do you want to know why? My index fingers have biceps because of Angry Birds. <laughs> That's how great that is. Oh, for the longest time, call it time, arthritis. I, you were I call oh, it biceps. God. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> joking? No, no, come no, no, on! No, no, it no. was an arthritis joke. You just didn't give me a chance to get there. No, 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 no. I'll give you a chance. I to get like it. arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, we're going to be covering that. We're going to be rounding that one out. Then we're going to start on our we're going to start on our, our sort of ten episode seasons. Yeah, and it's going to be a different a different subject every ten episodes. You've got it's going to no be great. idea what's coming. Have a hope I mean, you yeah. had a wonderful Christmas, everybody. I hope you got everything really you wanted do. and nothing you didn't. Unlike this podcast, where it seems like I mean, a lot of people reach out being sort of like, "Hey, that was really fun," and I'm like, "Really." <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's no so account- this is what you're into, there's no huh? accounting for taste. There's no accounting for taste. I feel like we're learning a lot about people. I yeah, love it. I feel like I feel like we're learning that if people will fund and make films like Santa with Muscles and Elves, then as mm. long as we're not quite as bad as that, we don't have to be as good as Die Hard, and that's fine. We got different views, man. Because I'm aiming for Santa with Muscles right now. <laughs> like I'm aiming for Jordan Belfort to pay attention to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, excuse me. For the low price of a thousand pounds, he will pay you all the attention you need. <laughs> yep, just give him a grand. Get you, it'll, you, you, one of his twelve success stories. <laughs> oh. I am not going to be one of those. It's fantastic. <laughs> but that's it, guys. Thank you so fucking much for joining us for Die Hard. Love you guys. Hope have an amazing New Year's. Have a fucking insane New Year's. Look after yourselves. Be safe. You know, and uh, don't drink and drive. Join our Discord. Make noise on Instagram. Join the Discord. Shout our name in the park. Throw popcorn out the window. And above all, consume. Consume. Love you guys. Love you. Take care. Bye.